0: We want better schools. We want them now. Stand in our way, and you'll catch these eight black hands with Ankrum, Cole, El and Stewart. Join us now for an hour or more of talk on education and culture.
1: What's up, eight black hands fans, family, and haters? Uh, and haters. And haters, we love you all, even though you hate us as we ascend to greatness. Thank you for joining us again. It is six of the eight black hands that are prompt on time. We are here <laughs> on European time uh, waiting That's for your or, okay. Okay. Have
2: yourself. Go ahead, brother.
1: (laughs) Whatever. Uh, Friends and family, tonight we are going to talk about what would be a uniquely good strategy for a black choice movement. Uh, And there's going to be some setup and some framing of the show. But before we get there and before we do that, let's do our general check in and make sure that friends and family are okay. First of all, Friends and fam watching this, please put in the comments, how are you doing this week? We want a real check in from you. Don't give us any of that BS nonsense about, oh, I'm okay, or blah, blah, whatever. Put the truth. Put the truth. God, God compels you to put the truth in the comments right now. So do it. Uh, how are you doing? How are you doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're going to come back to our, our, our fam here on 8 Black Hands. Right now, we're going to start with uh, Sharif and Charles. How are you, brothers, doing? <laughs>
3: Doing well, man. Doing well. It was a family weekend. Got to hang out. Um, Me and my, uh, two of my brothers uh, playing Scrabble against my dad. You know what I mean? So that was dope. We had a good time. And um, today's some garden work, man. Just family time this weekend, man. And I'm looking forward to seeing you guys uh, again live soon.
2: Man, that's what's up, man. You got a haircut, too, brother, so that means... Ah, that's true. Yeah. I can see it. <laughs> a, little, a, little, a little something. A little, got a little, a little shape up. That's what's up, man. I uh, was coming to the Windy
1: City, so, I, you know, I had to... Yeah,
3: it ain't, windy it ain't that windy,
1: bro. It don't move an afro. <laughs> I don't know, bro. That
3: Chi-town wind, it was It was definitely blowing. I ain't with my fro going, 55. looking all like Gumby or something in the middle of the street. <laughs> Gumby yeah.
2: is iconic, brother. Ask Bobby Brown. But, uh, <laughs> I'm good, man. I uh, I'm tired, bro. Like we, it's just, I got a lot of, I got funder meetings this week. So, you know, I don't have a whole bunch of staff. So, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of me doing a bunch of stuff, but it's cool. I got you know, the team helped me get ready and I just been getting ready and preparing for that. And then uh, just checking on my family and stuff like that, man, and kind of staying out the way, enjoying the books and my book clubs and all that good stuff. And I'm looking forward to today's topic, man. <sighs> All right. Well, you know, we're going
1: to choose violence tonight. So uh, I hope you are looking forward to it. Oh, look, look, wait, is that, do my eyes deceive me? (laughs) Do my eyes, is it, and, and first look at the super serious look with no lighting. Bro, what's up? Can you hear us? Okay, he got like $600 headphones be, on right now. and my he, favorite Gamma Gamma Rose <laughs> in the
2: house. It'd it, it be good. You know, he, he'll, we'll bring him back in when he's ready. Go ahead. Uh, uh, Get
1: the all right, cool. Let's do this. Let's frame the show out because actually this is choosing a little bit of violence tonight. Friends and family, uh, I have to do this from time to time. I am a God-fearing individual who believes that we are all part of the brotherhood of man and we should be doing all we can to agree As much as we possibly can, Uh, we should settle our differences with our brothers on the way to court so that we don't make it all the way to court. We should see the beam in our own eye rather than concentrating on the speck in our brother's eye. However, (laughs) there are times, there are times when your brother is on some real BS, right? He's on some real nonsense, such is the case with school choice. For years and years and years, we have had a bipartisan, multiracial school choice federation Confederation, movement, groups of people doing the same thing, whatever you want to call it, whatever it has been, it has been an attempt for us who believe that black folks need choices and need options and brown people who need choices and options and white people who need choices and options and poor people and rich people to say on this, we can't agree. Families should have a range of opportunities to learn Mm -hmm. for their kids. They should have access to a lot of different ways for their kids to become great through education. So let's band together on that until now. So if our super producer can put up uh, a study, I just want to point people's attention to. So, So you don't think that I'm inventing or manufacturing a need for us to rethink our friends in school choice. This is something put out by two all-stars in the school choice movement, the, the, the private school, universal school choice movement. It's a new report that has come out from American Enterprise Institute. J.P. Green is, uh, is a, definitely a heavyweight in scholarship around school choice, somebody who I have read and, and respected for a long time. Uh, Lindsay Burke is someone who works at the Heritage Foundation. Haven't known her as long, but in person have generally considered her to be a good person. And this particular, um, there's two things that come out of this report that they're talking about um, that is important for us. It's a change, a sea change in the way that they see the school choice movement and what would be best for them. They're saying we should rethink the old tactics of school choice. And here are two things that should stick out to us. Republican support is greater for universal vouchers than for low income vouchers, while Democrats were more supportive of vouchers for low income families than for all families. Choice advocates might embrace efforts to identify school choice as a mechanism that allows families to find learning options that reflect their values, enabling them to reject curriculum they don't like, such as critical race theory and the 1619 project that uh, could appeal to a broader base of Republicans, even at the risk of losing Democratic support or support among Democrats. Mm-hmm. Basically what they're saying in this is, we have done this you know, uh, low-income stuff too long and focusing on non- non-white people for too long and trying to uh, do things with Democrats for too long. And maybe the way forward for school choice is to have a monoracial, monopartisan effort that just goes hard like on the things that we just saw in Virginia. Let's activate white suburban parents and let's make our movement about that. And let's make our movement about them and how their white children should feel. Now, this is not new. We've talked about all of this on the show before. What is new is I wanna keep pushing on the question. If they are saying that they've spent too much time operating with us and caring about, trying to care about what we care about, Mm. and they're gonna go off on their own and go their own way, we're still gonna need choice, so what are we gonna do? How do we develop a Black choice movement that is Black-led, that is Black-funded, that has Black values at the center uh, and at the root, and has the Black history and heritage uh, and guidance from our ancestors and our ancestral thinkers uh, leading the way for us? That's tonight's question. Let's jump in, fellas, let's dive in. Anybody got anything? First of all, correct me if I'm wrong on anything. Correct me if you want to change the frame at all. I, I would love to hear from y'all. That was all me. So I, I don't <laughs> I don't want y'all to take heat for anything that I'm saying. Listen, uh
3: so I, I think one thing that that I've thought about since uh, you know, since we initially talked about this is this whole idea that uh they kind of telegraphed some of this stuff. Uh I don't remember what year it was, but remember they put out that piece like, hey, this whole uh this umbrella or this tent got it's too many woke. woke, yeah, too much woke conversations in it. And so we should disband this effort now. Right. And, you know, they were saying like, hey, we should not even come to meetings where they're talking about anti-racism. Inclusion, which I hate that term, you know, any of that. So I, I think they've started. They were, they, I think they telegraphed them and, and and showed, hey, this is where we're going. And like, uh, like my man uh, Michael Cord wrote wrote about uh, last week. He said, don't be surprised when white racist Americans and white racist America vote as a majority for white racist American candidates with a white racist American political platform. Only be surprised when they don't. So I think they've, you know, this has been slowly, I mean, quickly in some circles, but slowly, like, kind of coming to this, uh, coming to this point. But they've been telling us, like, yeah, we not really, we don't really like y'all. <laughs> they've yeah. been saying that from from the, from the giddy up in different ways, right? Like, they had different people in their camp putting pieces, thought pieces, all this kind of stuff out there, man. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I don't disagree with anything. I don't even have much to add on there, Chris. <laughs> so I saw you and Ray was like online going like as somebody said. I didn't get the full context, but I was definitely, uh, you know, I, I was definitely looking forward to today's show. But I don't have to push back on anything either one of y'all said. Mm, so let's do it. Let's hop into this. In, into this double piece. down on racism.
3: They're like, this is that's the winning <laughs> ticket. That's how we. That's how we did America. They're like, we lost our way. Let's double down on racism, and so we can really just. Say what we want. Real racism was back. 45, you know, reintroduced real racism. So he ain't got to be sly and slick about it. Let's just do it. Right. Like they, they full on Nike up in this job.
2: Well, I should say this, um, well, can you build this, context for folks, uh, Chris, just because I know you ended in a little different way. Like the folks. Well, that have- was context, Negro. Okay. Tell, me <laughs> context <you need. laughs> Tell me what context you need. Tell me what context you need. Well, I guess what was there like a so, you know, Sharif mentioned that they kind of started talking about it. And then just now you just you you gave that context. But was there some, was there something on the history timeline that just recently happened? Are we pointing to like Virginia and the outcomes of Virginia and the stories that's coming out of it? Like, what's the thing that sparked it for you to I wait? Mean, like, we got to talk about this. That's what One, I
1: mean. And this is what I meant when I said that we have talked about this in some ways is there has been this building campaign around pushing back on diversity and inclusion, ethnic studies, anything in schools that makes white kids, S-E-L now, anything that makes white kids uncomfortable, pulling out things like, you know, passing state laws. We did a show on the the state laws that have been passed that are pulling things out like, you know, Dr. King out of the curriculum and Ruby Bridges or whatnot. They're called memory laws. So Mm -hmm. they are starting to pass memory laws. And yeah, if you really were to ask, like, what's another thing that has dropped on their campaign? It's the fact that this June, this Virginia thing, the election outcomes in Virginia are now translating into the strategy that they think they want to take national mm-hmm. next year, which means we're going to be behind the eight ball if we don't get ahead of it, because they're already signaling that they're going straight up for white families and for white suburban families now going hard on that. Mm-hmm. And, the, and their research and their study tells them if we really want to win on school choice the way that we want to win, we need to drop some of these other folks that we've been trying to work with?
2: I, I'm going to be honest. I don't even think it's about school choice. Like, I, I think it's just the dog whistle of the, like, I think they have battle tested a few different slangs and a few different sayings, right? There's a few things that kind of came and went, right? Like, uh, and I think that the, the, the it, it wasn't necessarily even just school choice. It was the critical race theory, right? And you've gotten enough people even on this left side and this Democrat side that don't know what it is and have parroted like the wrong things. And like, it's become the new boogeyman. It is the new dog whistle. It is the new, you know, in, in like star Wars movies, there's always a MacGuffin. It's just the MacGuffin. It's just, it doesn't have a meaning. it's just the thing that we can rally behind. It could be the color Brown next week. Right. But I think that these people are (laughs) always color Brown. (laughs) (laughs) That's, (laughs) That's exactly what it is. So, so I mean, you know, and I, the one thing that I do feel is when, when it was, when parent I feel like when white parents talk, they're like, this is parent choice. This is parent speaking. This is this, that, and the third. And I feel like when black parents or, or brown parents or poor parents are talking, they're like, well, who paid you? And I think it's <coughs> it just in a way that it's covered, just in who's talking, just who's getting talked to. Um, it's not a lot of people that look like me that's getting spoken to. And so I think that this is a playbook. I don't think them people could care less about, you know, the things that's in that piece, like the person that started the whole campaign, don't even talk about critical race three no more because it did what it needed to do. He's not. Oh like, no, he's still talking about it. I mean, he's talking about it, but he's, he's made not, a whole he's made a whole career around it now. His well, entire
1: timeline is fully he He's now. gonna make it toxic to the touch. And yes, and his I mean, entire timeline on it now. So, and it is working. But you know, that's what I say to you, Charles. As the you know, this show has uh, an independent, a libertarian, a Democrat, and a Republican. Mm-hmm. Ray Republican. Are we still saying that out loud? Yes. Yeah, we still still got on it. But see, he's not even on the show right now. So, right. He's probably in Virginia somewhere. Like, that's why he didn't (laughs) want to get on with us right (laughs) now. He
2: celebrated. Yeah, he probably said like that. (laughs) You of Ray, I disavowed. (laughs) I (laughs) got your back, Ray. I got your back, Ray. Here.
1: Anyways, so... You know, the study that we just put up was very specific to Democrats saying, let's drop Mm -hmm. Democrats uh, and all Mm -hmm. those other people too. We only have one Democrat on this show. But I mean, how do you respond to the idea that a couple of things? Number one, you do support choice. Absolutely. Number two, your party doesn't support choice. Mm -hmm. And now the party that did support choice doesn't want to work with us anymore and don't want to work with Democrats anymore. As a Democrat who supports choice. Right.
2: What type of options do you think that leaves for us? I think that I mean, I feel the same way that I did last week that I do this week and the same way I felt five years ago. I think that we have to. We got to know we on our own, whether it's a Democratic Party, an education place. Mm. That party has far left me behind. Like, even when I've like, I mean, I don't don't vote in a block either, though. You know what I mean? Like, I actually take issues as they come and what I feel is going to be best for my people and best for me. So I think that that's one thing we have to do. I think anybody that's still going just down the line, if you black and voting like next to a group Mm. without going into it, I think that's gang shit. I think that that's like... I don't think that that works out for anybody. I, so I've been pushing, even when I had a little bit of power there, like, and some say, I was always pushing for us to like, yo, what are the black topics? What are the black issues? What are the things that black people are going to get? And if you go back, I wrote an article on October 1st that was pushing Joe Biden and the administration around the Build Better Black. And what I saw was what, what came out first. And I said, if this is what's coming out first, All that education stuff, let alone anything dealing with black people, but all that education stuff is going to come out uh, out of that bill. So I wasn't surprised when the top when it it came up, people, we have to continue to think for ourselves, regardless of what little letter you got next to your name. I'm kind of a Democrat in name only on that space. Like I still if I got to choose one, I'm still kind of leaning over there, but I'll, I'll vote my interests. And I think, and I, and I feel like as black people, we have to start voting our interests um because they will never, ever pay attention to you. If you just give it away. How does that play out though? Practically like you're in a booth. Right. I mean, you're
3: like, I, and I get like looking deeper and things like that and not doing it, but when's there when's really, you know, you don't
1: have to say exactly
2: what tell you
3: the last time that you voted for, you know, it's usually a two-party system, well, right? And so if you're not going all the way down, that means... Just like for the record, just for I'll the record,
1: it's never a two-party system. It well, is. Right. I mean, you always... Listen, in
3: Iran, you got like <laughs> 10 candidates to vote yeah. for, right? So when I look yeah. at this, and it's like what the engine and what they push, Yeah, you know, the Green Party, they may, you know, a third party, a fourth party may, but, you know, in many countries, it's like a solid, hey, Eight, 10 mm-hmm. folks that mm-hmm. say like, right. so you can really go down and say, well, this one for this issue, this one for this issue, this one oh, for this issue. Well, I'll answer you. you I, think I'll... like It's almost like funneling everybody into these, you know. Two. Yeah, what,
2: what I would say is, I mean, I didn't really love any of the candidates this year on a national level, but there are so many local things that I vote for, like local. especially living in Oakland. Right. Like mm-hmm. and 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 once your local politics don't really play Democrat, Republican or whatever, it's really like kind of topical. So that's or what Philly does yeah like, <laughs> but, Well, but, but, what but what yeah, I it's say, all local, though. I, I, I agree with that. I mean, I still there wasn't. I wasn't just voting around education stuff for the national piece. Right. When it mm-hmm. came to Trump and Biden, there were other things that I voted for. Like, I, I still think that Donald Trump is a madman. Like, I like I know it's kind of cute and in vogue to be like, oh, well, he wasn't that bad. And we could have been. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no That's in
3: vogue. Well, I guess it is with too too some it people. Is. That's a lot of people. That's yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, I mean, he had a lot of people that voted for him, right? And I think that and I think that he's coming back for, for a resurgence. So the way that it plays out for me is I kind of vote what I think is best. I actually do a little bit of research. And the stuff that I really don't know about Sharif, I don't vote on. Like, there's yeah. stuff that I just, I'm like, I don't really know what that means. You so I'm not going to vote either way. Hmm? You leave it blank? Yeah. What are you talking about, like, referendums and stuff if like that? I don't that? know. Yeah, if I don't know. Like, if you know how sometimes when you're in the booth and you trying to, like, I, I try to have my, my guide there. But, like, if I'm reading it and then... It's like just foggy and it got I a lot of I'm not that. This is something yeah. we need people to know. You don't have to vote for everything. You don't, and you shouldn't on some things. Some
1: things, like if you don't know what the hell you're voting for or talking about, sometimes you do more damage by going ahead and checking something. So so, anyways, um, that's that's an interesting perspective from you, Charles, because you're a Democrat and mm-hmm. this 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 movement is largely naming Democrats for not being very much help, so why don't we just drop them? What they don't mention there, though, is one of the most publicly acceptable uh, forms of choice, publicly and nationally, are charter schools. Mm -hmm. And that is where there has been considerable Democratic support. So if the school choice people, the private school choice people want to take the entire school choice movement by saying, let's drop the people who have been the most successful in helping us uh, with one of the most successful forms of school choice, which are charter schools. I think they do it at their own peril. But maybe that's one place where we have a stronghold already. We have black leaders who run black schools. Uh, it is a form of choice. They are choice orientated they are still multicultural, bipartisan, multi-partisan or whatnot. So I wonder if part of the start of the Black Choice Mo- movement really seizes one of our strongholds, which is charter schools, which is the most publicly accepted version
2: of school choice right now. No. What do y'all think? I just talked my for a long time. If you go ahead, brother. <laughs> yeah, I mean...
3: I I don't know if it's a stronghold though, Chris. I mean, I think we need, uh, far more. Um, and Mm -hmm, I I think mm -hmm, regardless of what's going on in, in some of these elections, I I do think that, you know, we need to continue. Um, and it, and it would be interesting thing to even revisit this whole black independent schools. Many of them were private Mm and what could mm -hmm. that mean? And I, I think, you Mm -hmm. know, we, we speak to, you know, last conversation one of the last conversations we had with a bunch of clergy and things like that you know and i i've spoken to the um you know some of the the muslim community like you know like we're the independent schools yo like you know what i mean like stop just talking about what everybody else is doing establish your schools right and Mm -hmm, i think mm -hmm. it goes back to what you said before everybody's a philanthropist because i think sometimes we're waiting for the you know the big wigs and, uh, you know, the billionaires, but just like, that's not, that's not actually the blueprint in, in many spaces, right? Like, yes, mm-hmm. there were some pretty wealthy folks that were contributing in the early 1900s, late 1800s, mid 1900s, 1970s. Um, but by and large, they were the, the, the grassroots in the community saying like, you know what, <laughs> I got what that lady say. And, and, uh, mm-hmm. uh the Anderson quoted, I got one copper penny and it's for the education of black children. Mm-hmm. We, need, we need those copper pennies at at, at you know if anything. Cause I think if we only go with that coalition, I'm not saying like, you know, um, disbanded or whatever, for I'm talking about like the Democrats or whoever is a part of that. But I also think we need to make sure that we're doing something that's very, very community based, community mm-hmm. responsive, grounded in what we actually want. Um, as we're doing part of the work. So I, I, I would even push even further. Like, yes, charter is, is what people think of when they think of, uh, the, the choice of movement. But I would say, and I get, there's a lot of hesitation mm-hmm. around black people around the private. Cause some of it is like, Oh yeah, come here. You can't afford all of it or, or come here. And it's for everybody. All of that. I get that, but that should mm-hmm. not stop us from thinking about, what does an independent black school
1: look like in philadelphia yeah, man, you need those and bro. what do five uh, five of them look like i i think so i just want to rescue my point just a little bit and say uh-huh. i'm always going to be for black independent schools uh-huh. and i think that's where the movement should go i i feel like strategically speaking though if they're going to cast all democrats to the wind and people of color uh-huh. all non-white non-suburban people they're throwing to the wind. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking that there's a lot of uh, allies within that group to recover then. We still do have our school leaders who are still, you know, working. So it's a block of people we can start with, mm-hmm. even as we push forward on black independent schools. I guess that's. Yeah,
3: yeah. I'm, I'm, members, I'm so, agreeing on so. that. I'm saying like yeah. we should we should work in in both those spheres. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And let's bring our brother the Ray in, in here. What's up, Ray? He, decided, he decided to grace us with his presence and we appreciate you, bro. we know that uh, it's like coming to America. Dressed, so we see you yes. take this real seriously. Yes. Ray, I just want
2: you to yes. know I had your back against these Negroes, brother. Yes. Yes. I, I I'm, I'm, sure
1: did. I he appreciate lost, you. He lost, but he did. But he had your back, bro. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, welcome, Republican Ray. Uh, how you doing, bro? Help us unpack Virginia, bro.
0: So, bro, I'm doing. I'm doing very well. Thanks for asking. Good. Um, yes. Virginia. Yes. Virginia is not as difficult as as folks are making it out to be, right? Okay. Um, usually, um, when you have a president, and you have those two states that have off elections. Um, the uh, first year of of a presidency uh, depending on how well the president is doing sometimes not even depending on how well the president is doing uh, Jersey and Virginia flip uh, to the opposite state of um, to the opposite state of, so of they of vote the, against the sitting person right. mm-hmm. they vote against the sitting person right now if he would have got that, so,
3: uh, that that bill beforehand with that infrastructure do you think that would have changed it like if that would have happened before the election would that have changed anything
0: I don't think no. so no, not at all. When you got angry, when you got angry white moms that um, that have been uh, pit against a system, um, then they're going to do what they're going to do. What's in the best interest, interest conversions? they're going to do what's in the best interest of uh, their kids. Uh, and, and in this case, we're talking uh, folks that don't want their kids to feel bad uh, with regards to what their ancestors, what their great greats may have done. Uh, to, to our, yeah, to, 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 don't to tell our, them to, to those
3: family people. secrets,
0: right? why
1: right.
2: <laughs> you feel yeah. bad about what they about what they're doing now. Why do you gotta feel bad about the past? You need to start with what yeah, but, you're doing now. But, but yeah, you, you, but this you, got something. You, gotta, you gotta understand what education, the purpose of education, man. It's it's a it's a cultural transmission. That's that's what education is, right? Gotcha. And now yeah. that cultural transmission is starting to shift, and we ain't, we ain't we ain't we ain't we ain't the hot soup no more. You know, what I'm saying, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. We gonna fix that, like, and we got the power to do that. And y'all keep talking this democracy stuff, but remember, y'all thirteen percent, and it's a whole bunch of us. So percent. That's twelve percent. Well, you know, we hover. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Um, but one th- one thing I got to say about my party, though, is that uh, you know, we we are the party uh, for uh, school choice. <laughs> um, and so you know, you running it- for office. No, 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 not at all. I'm not running for office. But I just want to remind you guys that we are against public education. Like unions suck uh, with regards to just like how you think about education writ large if you're a conservative, right? Mm -hmm. And so what will happen is you'll get Democrats that will coalesce behind big labor Right. Because they want to expand government. And that's not what the Republican Party is all about. Yeah. And so, granted, I know that we have some faults. Right. In yeah. terms of like, you know, how, how we present. And Chris, you you, you said it uh, in a oh, tweet, put it in my lane, a two party system is just not going to work in terms of getting everybody what they need. Uh, it needs to be. We need to be better represented by, we need to be better represented, and then also, you know, there's some things that we can do on our end in terms of holding politicians accountable, right? So, like, they work hard to get our vote, but then once they get our vote, they don't do shit after that, right? And then we're not holding their feet to the fire to make sure that you know this build back better plan is a build, build black better plan, plan right? Well, I'm yeah. so we're not doing that in the beginning, I okay? But, 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 Ray, let's stick with you for a second,
1: um. Yeah. You say your party is the party of school choice. Your party is increasingly the uh, (laughs) party of white school choice. (laughs) So And 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 they're saying, well, we're the party of parents now. But no, you're the party. Have you have you seen them lift up many black families asking them how they feel about racism being taught about in schools?
2: uh, Diamond and
1: Silk. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, oh, honestly, like the, them, the right? media has been complicit. The media has been complicit in a whiteout on this issue. They of are course. working with the Republican Party basically to lift up white moms and call them parents. They're calling white parents, parents writ large. And your party is doing that mm-hmm. to, uh, to stunning effect right now. This is a parent revolution. But wait a second. Yeah. I don't think all parents are complaining about a letter from a Birmingham jail being taught in schools. I don't think parents writ large are complaining about you, that.
2: You, I mean, but you know, I'm, go ahead. You, you're talking to Ray. I'm sorry, right? Ray.
1: Y'all well, got no, and then I want you to jump in on that. Yeah, I want you to jump in on that point because I, I do have a question around what did we not do right to make sure that we, assur- we asserted the voices of Black moms and gr- Black grandparents into this debate. They have been invisible, and what What would we have needed to do to make sure that everybody was interjecting? I can't wait to get to that part. Yeah, I'll go ahead. Okay, well, let's get to this part. Let's do it. Let's talk about it. But rate, you know, defend your party first, and then, and then we're gonna do something so, sensible so, after that. So, so, uh, you know?
0: I, 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 first, first thing, first, no defending first thing, them first, go first, ahead. thing no. first things first. Uh, Nicole Johnson, get out my business, right? <laughs> get you some business. She said, right? "Get a fan because you glistening." <laughs> hey, listen, I, I, I glistening because I'm, <laughs> I'm that's what you said. I'm the <laughs> shea butter god, right? Listen, and Nicole, so that's, that's what happens
3: I, when you rate. To catch the uh, the seller back up from north from Virginia, you know what I mean to make it for the show. Yeah. That's what. Bro, I look like you having a
1: rosewood flashback. <laughs> oh. But um, c- come on, bro, defend the clan. Let's hear this. So, I, so I
0: can't. I'm, I'm not going to defend the clan, right? <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no way to defend the clan, and so, but 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 what I do see is I do see some opportunity uh, for black folks to kind of use uh, the playbook that Republicans are using in order for us to get our own stuff. Right. And so if they're using, uh, you know, this whole uh, party of the parents thing, then we can also use party of the parents in order to uh, in order to get our, our, our kids what they what they need. Right. Because basically what you have is you have the well to do folks that don't want their kids anywhere near our kids. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so if we. Uh, stop jumping in and saying, you know what, uh, black kids have to be adjacent to white kids in order for them to feel, or for us to feel like they're brilliant or they're smart, which none of us on this podcast agree with, right? And so, you know, I'm thinking it's time for a separate but equal situation going mm-hmm. on. You mean And movement. I think choice se- movement? Sepa- move, yes. Yeah, choice movement. Yeah, se- yeah, separate but equal choice movement uh, in which we kind of, you know, we, we do what we need to do for our kids, right? Mm-hmm. Because... Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the only way I see it. That's the only, you know, I, I don't have any PC answer to, to, to fix this. Like Republicans mm-hmm. are racist as fuck. And so, you know, if you... you know, but I vote for him. Right. Yeah, I, but there's there's other reasons why I vote for him. Like what? Like what? The cross burning? Help understand. Like, help me understand. Listen, I'm not, I'm not, for, big you, right? I'm, I not for big government. Help us help you, right? I am not for big government. I am not for like, you know, so I understand it being in the richest, the alleged richest country uh, in the world. I don't think that it's the richest country in the world. I actually think China is the richest country in the world. which is why we borrow mm. from them. Um, but being in the richest country in the world, there are certain things that you, you should have um, based off of based off of just having all of this wealth. Right. So like you should. You should have free health care. You should have, you know, all those things that socialists all, all of those things that socialists are talking about, you they should have. kick out. You just said if, people should be have health care and be healthy if, and taken care of. If we are the richest country in the world. But what we have here is that we have a country that doesn't really give two shits about the poor and doesn't mm. really give two shits about the old. And that's why we end up in the circle and minoritized people, right? That's so like you're you, bro. Hey, hey, I'm I'm real. I'm a realist, right? And so, you know, there's there's some there's some reasons why I vote Republican, but none of them to which are uh, based off the fact that they're not racist. So, there all we right, uh, brothers, jump in on the asserting. You say jump moms. in on on Ankram or just to the top? Yeah, <laughs> no,
2: you no.
1: know. Listen, listen. We're gonna keep you know we're gonna keep sending him for re-edu- re <laughs> education uh, services. You know, on the political <laughs> stuff, but on this deeper point around like. This moment has we have allowed white women and white moms to be prioritized in a way that is uh, is uh, unprecedented. Wait, uh, even, wait, wait, How, wait, how even, is it unprecedented? Even, even how is it in unprecedented? In, well, I mean, you know, if I put a period on my sentence, you might have found that in the sentence somewhere. Wait, oh, sorry, see, sorry, right, sorry. right, 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 All right. It's unprecedented, even. in I was about to say, and it doesn't really directly answer your question. I was about to say, even in knowing all that we know about how white women have been prioritized before, this one feels like the media and others have participated in a way where they didn't have any responsibility to communities of color. They didn't have any responsibility to, oh, maybe I should get some black moms and grandmoms and some other people who might have something to say about fighting ethnic studies, as having, removing that from schools, for Well,
2: instance. look, I, I mean, yeah. if we don't have a conversation. Let's have a conversation. But I? One, you know, I, I think, I don't think... I don't think this is new at all. I think you can go back to racism. and I mean, you can go back to slavery and you can see uh, the role that white women played during slavery or whatnot, mm-hmm, right? And got mm-hmm. to kind of hide behind that or, or, or what white feminism looks like and how that's kind of emerged. I think that we're, we we need to have a different conversation. This is a conversation about power and power is going to power. We're going to talk to you Negroes when we need to talk to you to get the thing, what we need. But when we got the numbers and if we don't got the numbers, we're going to redraw the lines. OK, we're going to gerrymander and red line like we like we run the system. We own the system. It's ours. You know what I'm saying? I think that but that's the conversation we need to have. And mm-hmm. one, you know, they don't send white people for black parents. If We're going to have this conversation. Let's have it. They send black people for black parents. They send Mm -hmm. black people to call out black parents when black parents got something to say. When our friend is getting called saying they got paid or whatever, that's normally coming from a black person. They might have been partnered up with some white people, but they use black faces to take us out. And I think that that's like mm-hmm. if, if we are gonna really talk about it. And I think, you know, if Stokely said, look, when man, you say they who, who's they that are using those black oh, folks? I think, know, I, think I think I think a power structure. I think, listen, mm-hmm. we're not even talking just about Republicans. We ain't talking about just Fox News. CNN mm-hmm. and MSNBC do, too. They look mm-hmm. at who is watching mm-hmm. the news at this time. Oh, this mm-hmm. is when white moms is watching the news. Great. We sell fear the same way we sold fear in 9 11. The same way we talked, we had a ticker that showed how many mm. people going to die. CRT is the new 9 11 ticker. So I mean, talk so, about it.
1: You better so, talk you know, about it.
2: CNN does it just yeah. like MSNBC, just like. That's Fox. Right. Ain't none of them people here for you. And mm-hmm. Stokely Carmichael said education is nothing but the reestablishment and reinforcement of values and institutions of a given society. Check this out it's simple math. What you do to one side of a math equation, what you got to do? You got to do it to the other side. Stokely might have been talking to black people, but white people is running this play very well. You have challenged and threatened the cultural steel that white America has built and they're not going to stand for it. And, and you got, we got to stop being surprised as black folks that when you push power, it pushes back and it pushes back hard, whether that looks like Trump, whether that looks like CRT farce or whether it looks like all these news outlets that act like they fighting against each other, but they all fighting for the same ratings. But, but, but
1: uh, Dr. Charles, um, I'm going to push you just on this point. Cause I do want to like drive there a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so then that happens, and then what's our pushback then to them? Oh, so so we expect mm-hmm. what you just said to happen, and it just did, and then and
2: then I'm always wondering well, what's our response to
1: it. Uh, how, do, how do we push Wilson. back again? Oh
2: yeah, man, it's Amos Wilson, it's Angela Davis, it's 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 Naeem Akbar. You have to first know who you are. Okay, mm-hmm. I was just talking to somebody about this, and y'all show me some love, Ray. Give me shoot me some bail on this one because I'm still working on it. But we were talking about it's like. It is the difference. You send your kid to school, Ray, and then your teacher told your kid you got a pink refrigerator at home and you like I know my house. We with that kid Come home. We ain't got no pink refrigerator. And, I, I, and that person is crazy. Get up out of here. But what's happening is we don't know our own history. We don't know that we started this public school thing or this choice thing or that we've been educating our people. And when you don't know who you are, when your kid come home and say we got a pink refrigerator, you like, damn, I guess we do got a pink refrigerator. I guess we do. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. keep begging these people and you then we are wondering why we got kids and centuries like we got people that that protect and fight for this structure. The same brother said Stokely Carmichael still said, listen, you believe in integration, send them white people to watch then. Why does <laughs> integration only go one way? That's right. Because That's they're right. not walking with you. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to do it and they don't want your kids next to theirs. And they but this is the one thing that they do that we don't do. They know who they are. They know their history, even though they act like they don't and they stay on cold with their community. So yeah, even if I know what CRT is, I'm gonna act like I don't. And I'm gonna act like it's the most dangerous shit in the world. And my kid is gonna come home and articulate this three-part paragraph even though she's five, right, about how CRT is now in her nightmares. These people on cold like a motherfucker, man. Like, and if well, we get on it, it's going to be a problem for us. And
1: we just lost the church people. Uh, church people Sorry. who are watching and listening to our show, we want you to know that Jesus loves you more than Charles they Cole sure does. Do. I love you too. <laughs> uh, but Charles, you just said a lot. You Bye. gave step number one. So step number one, I think if you wanted to have a black choice movement, it has to start with recovering your own history Bruh. and realizing that we have not been sharecroppers on someone else's farm forever. But school choice wants us school. And I'm going to say this and then I'm going to pass it on back back to you, brothers, because I want to keep moving the discussion forward. But let me say this. That's our biggest problem right now is being sharecroppers in other people's movements. <laughs> that that is rather than running our own movement in the first place. Right. Mm-hmm. And and you just mentioned that they send black faces to us mm-hmm. to defeat school choice sometimes. Right. They also, yes. they, they also send black faces like mascots and minstrels who are out there right now dancing and smiling and grinning and shit in pictures with some white supremacists in the Republican Party who are pushing this monoracial, monopartisan idea now. They are going hard on CRT and they have a couple of black faces in there, in the mix with them, still licking licking their their shoes, right? You got libertarians in that movement too. uh, I don't see as many libertarians, but I definitely- see one, he's super heavy. I see some <laughs> Negrotarians in it. You know, I see some Negrotarians in there who are very well dressed and who have been, you know, they've got three piece suits and shit. And they're Listen. smiling from hey, idiot. Said, every Ray two. Ray says you ain't, ain't going to keep to two- my
2: party without yours getting touched. Every two- uh, No, Libertarians uh, are right yes. on this shit. So I'm just going to put it this way. It's a call out too that.
1: Some of y'all aren't going to be invited to the, the black choice cookout. You can keep smiling right. and grinning. You can keep smiling and grinning. For these white folks that have you sitting in rooms where they are literally talking about stripping black people of their voting rights, stripping black people of other rights, marginalizing us any further in many of ways, and prioritizing white moms over everybody else and excluding our history. You can keep sitting in them rooms smiling and grinning and grabbing that paycheck that you're grabbing right now. But your invitation to the real party is not gonna happen. Let's move on, fellas. Bro, Let's move on. We
0: didn't, we didn't get invited to the Twitter space. Uh, tomorrow. So we had to create our own Twitter space and that Twitter space is being led by a libertarian. So I just want to put that out there. That,
1: no, that ain't been led by no libertarian. That's led by a, a culture. The culture AI, right? that, that's the Manhattan Institute. That is I'm a Manhattan. straight up cultural warrior, Republican, right wing operative group. That's okay. exactly what that there's, is. That is not libertarian. Do not confuse us with them. They him.
2: said close enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he don't
1: even know the difference. There's I'm like, bro.
0: There's three bruh. people. There's three people that are stewards of of, of that conversation, right? And, and so all three what? of them are cultural warriors. OK, so if they're cultural warriors, one is a cultural warrior that's a libertarian
1: is what I'm saying to you. Well, he says he's a he, he can say he's a libertarian all he want, but he's wrestling with, uh, with the Republicans bring, right now. So, so just so you know what's
2: happening. So, so, <laughs> so, 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 so because because <laughs> we
1: and I are having a private conversation right now, let's just tell the rest of the people what's happening. <laughs> <Damn>. Tomorrow, <laughs> the man tomorrow, the Manhattan Institute, which is one of the generators of the anti-CRT campaign, phony plastic campaign, uh, mm-hmm. they're having a Twitter chat tomorrow uh or at least some sort of event where they have three of them are going to be talking about uh how great this anti-crt movement is working right now and how they are really galvanizing the parents Mm -hmm. and uh and how this is the way forward for them so we are tomorrow gonna also have our own thing uh uh because you know listen energy matches energy so let's do this we're gonna have but what we're talking about tonight what should constitute a black choice movement what Mm -hmm. should we do now if people who were working with us on choice are actively saying we don't really need y'all and don't want to work with y'all anymore, mm-hmm. really honestly, our our bread is buttered with white people in the suburbs, so yeah. y'all <laughs> y'all can y'all can kick rocks. Mm. Okay, so then what does it? What's the basis of our? We've just been told that. What do we tell our people now? What do we tell our people about choice? How do we lead? No, you what said. are our leading thoughts? I yeah, I mean, I would say there's a couple things, and and Chris,
3: you you brought up the whole. It's all combined. Right. The voting restrictions. Right. You know, I'm going to put that that uh, article that uh, Cord wrote in the in the chat. Um, But one of the things that he mentioned is that there have been 253 bills uh, by Republican as of last year, Hmm. 253 bills, whether they were, you know, they carried over, pre-filed, newly introduced or whatever across 43 states to specifically try to restrict voting access, right? So you have that going on. Um, I can't all this help when we're talking about like uh suburban moms that are being pandered to, I can't help but to think of remember uh what Arnie said something about like yeah your kids ain't as as brilliant as you uh, you know you you want to make your kids, your suburban kids seem like they way better than everybody else.
2: For them to get in there. Yeah. Huh? it's set up for them to get in they weren't that smart it's just
3: yeah he was just like he called i mean remember they like that outrage from from those moms you know what i mean like this is another you know there's just a way to kind of put that lure in the ocean you know we call it chumming he, they chum the water right you will go fishing you know you either have the person that's getting sick throw up over the boat that's a little bit of chum throw some stuff in there and get those fish ready to bite at any lure that they have. And that's exactly what they're doing. Mm-hmm. That's what they've always done. Right. And so it's just a continuation of, you it's know, not what nothing. this all, you know, what this all looks like. And right. And so when you talk about like that independence and we're talking about like, uh, you know, I'm glad you, you, uh, you know, quoted uh, Kwame uh, Ture because that Asada says something similar about these mm-hmm. schools, right? Like they're, they're a reflection of the society that created them. And then nobody's going to give you the education that you need to overthrow them. Whatever that structure is, they're like, uh-uh, what? That's why they're happy to go well beyond CRT because they're like, anything that's going to maybe create that coalition where that my white child can be like, wait a minute, maybe this isn't a just system. Maybe... Maybe we should analyze how many of the Constitution signers actually enslaved and and brutalized people. Oh, maybe we should look at the Dred Scott case. Oh, maybe why? Why are, Ex- exactly, why are you trying to
1: divide Americans? Right? Why are you trying to divide people?
3: And the division is that uh, just suppose some of their children start understanding what Fred Hampton was talking about. Like, listen, wake up, right? And so that anger, that frustration, and she said, nobody's going to teach you your true history and all of that. But when when Fred when uh. Aside of saying this, it also should be applied to these white children. And they should know mm-hmm. that when we're talking about enslavement and Jim Crow, a lot of times they want, people want to put that in February. Nah, mm-hmm. that ain't really black history. This is mm-hmm. your history. These are your policies. These are your laws. This is your savagery. This is your brutality. This is your history. And so it's not that they don't want us to learn about black history. They don't want to learn about their own history. Right, and so, so that on t- is being laid on top of all the other plays that they're doing from voter restrictions. Okay, to this. so
1: on their side, Charles has said this and and nailed it down. You just nailed it down again. They're doing their
0: business. Mm-hmm. They're doing what they're supposed to be doing. What's our business? So I don't know what your business is, but I know what the Republican Party's business is. Uh, <laughs> so, I know that's right. I know right? that is the truest so, thing you're gonna say tonight. <laughs> hey, listen. So, 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 so here's, here's what I'm gonna say about about the about both of these parties, right? So you you we labeled the Republican Party as being racist, but shit, you gotta label the Democratic Party as being equally as racist as well, right? Or self serving. Let's say self serving. Right? They're racist and the same and, too. And the, re- the reason why I say that is because if you see if you see the playbook. For uh, anti-blackness, anti-truth, you mm-hmm. see the playbook for redlining, gerrymandering. You see all this stuff coming down the pipe, right? Mm-hmm. You now have the House, you now have the Senate, you have the presidency, right? You have the opportunity to ram this voting rights thing through, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you have two—you have two people that are being obstructionists. Well, actually, one person has been an obstructionist with regards to this, talking about, hey, we want to work with the other side. We want to do this in a bipartisan way. How the hell can you do something in a bipartisan way when you go to Mitch and he's like, we're not even letting you get to the floor, right? You can, we won't even let you get to the floor to debate it. Nevertheless, we're going to let you get to the floor to vote on it, right? Mm-hmm. So then that would mean that you don't really have that much time, but you need to do something because all you got is 11 months because come next November, that shit is going to flip. Mm. Okay. Still, what's our play though?
1: They're on their business. You, What you just said is another installment of they're about their business.
2: I think we okay. black power They're, they're, block. T- they're taking need, care need, of their you people. You need a black power block and I think that people laughed at ISQ when he tried to do it and I, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think exactly what he said was going to happen is what's happening and you can make fun of him or whatever the case is, but you need a black power block. You need like, yo, this, this vote that we have, we ain't got to agree on every single thing, but what are these three things that we just really want. It does come down to organizing. And I'll let Sharif go from there because he's the organizer, brother. So um I, you know, I you didn't know I was teeing you up, brother, but you know, go into organizing principles. So let me get
1: your point. Your point is uh is organize, right? You,
2: Organize and, and, and something. Ha- you, your vote has to be worth something if voting is going to be the apparatus in which you're trying to utilize. If it, is it going to be economics? Is it going to be education? Is it going to be an amalgamation of these things? But we are now we are so scattered that we have nothing. We're not strong anywhere. It's a bunch of pinky fingers trying to swing on Mayweather and that's not. But, gonna But hurt. is
1: voting really the way in which this thing, the thing that the very specific problem that we're talking about right now is voting the way that they actually organized people? Well what did they organize them?
2: One of the apparatus, right? Like I'm not saying I'm saying if you're making that one of the the strategies, then you need a voting block. It cannot just be you know, because Democrats vote, you can count on that vote. That's the best bet in town is how many, what 90% of black people are going to vote on. Like, if you want to win some money, go play Vegas with that. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, if, if vo- I don't think voting is the only thing, Chris, but if voting is one of your strategies, then I would say you need a voting block. So, so Charles, so then my question
0: to that, right, is that you have some of these cities that mm-hmm. are like heavily black, heavily yeah. democratic, right? And they still don't do shit for kids. They're failing mm-hmm. kids even worse than everybody yeah. else. Right. Yeah. So, then, so 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 then so then what what's the answer beyond beyond that? Because even even in, in instances in which black folks are in power, kids are still
2: failing. Absolutely. I would say what I would say to answer that, Ray, the voting block isn't to take down white people. The voting block is supposed to be in the interest of what is best for black people. So even if you are a black mayor or a black superintendent, it should get you out of there if you are not reaching the goals set by that black community. But we have to set goals for ourselves. Again, we sat at a very powerful table with black people with a lot of power that told us and looked us in the face when it was more than 25 of them that they ain't got no power. So they ain't even about to play that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm just saying, like, then, then the black that that then you should get them people out of there.
1: This is what I think those people in that room did that I think that we all do. And we're never going to have a movement of any sort until we do this. No, I mean, we're never going to make progress if we continuously admire the problem more than we admire strategy, strategies and solutions. And they did that in that room. And right now. Uh, White folks are on their business. They're on what you would call code. They have a national campaign that is really working for them, Mm -hmm. and it is doing uh, substantial damage to us, to our opportunities, to our schools. And we don't have a strategy to defend eight million black children right now against the very well organized white power machine
0: well so, so y'all we keep, don't we, have a strategy we can get well i have a strategy I mean, bro
1: you still voting for the clan <laughs> have so stop I it i have a strategy, yeah. I yeah. So I have a strategy. okay let's hear your strategy let's hear it because so, i'm gonna add your oh. points to our bigger yeah, points
3: yeah you yeah, yeah. oh, so, so, gonna say charles gave us two tonight and
0: vote and vote that way yeah so give us give us your points currently in my will well i am working on uh yeah I'm what's working that? on um you don't know what a will well is? No, nah, keep going. All bro. these fancy SAT words y'all using tonight and you don't that know what's in right there. there, but mm-hmm. anyway. no. So so so. So here we here we. Go. I, I am one person. You're one person too, and you're doing a ton of work, uh, Nehemiah Frank. So what, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm one person. and I'm about to do a ton of work. Anyway, so um, he's making a difference. You keep talking. I, stop picking on our family. Yeah, and I'm, make, not, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm not and picking on. by right? himself. He's organized. I just gave him people. props, That's man. Right. What are you he's talking organized. about? Okay. Anyways, good. so so okay. for me, I I I, I think uh, opening up a CMO. Uh, of, of charter schools is going to be my next move. And and the reason being is because I think that, uh, well, not it doesn't even necessarily have to be charter schools. It could be private schools. It could be any kind of schools. But I think that I need to open up a chain of schools. One, I know what I'm doing, right? And so I can invite people in if they don't know what they're doing in order to see a blueprint of what needs to be done in order to educate Black kids at a high level, right? And so... That's my part. Right. But then also, you know, just like talking to other black leaders. Right. And like breaking down this wall of competition that we have uh, against one another in order to do better than the next black person. When we could all kind of coalesce just to make sure that we are doing what we need to do for black kids writ large. Right. Um, I feel like there's just a lot of competition Mm -hmm. because we're all pit against one another. And, I don't work like that. The only competition that I have is myself, right? And so if we can get everybody to think in that manner, then we can do better for our kids. So that that's step one for me.
1: I think that's concrete. And I love that point. Um, and let's keep pushing forward. I want to tell you what we got so far. Know yourself and stay on code and by know yourself we meant know your history Mm -hmm. and start uh start from a basis of knowing don't start from scratch and don't pretend like you've never done anything black people started uh public education in the united states the biggest advances in public education that made it universal for for all came from black people being organized with our own agenda not waiting for other people to do it and the biggest uh start educational start that we had in the united states was black people not waiting for somebody else's movement to do it for them so know yourself stay on code uh consult the ancestors on whatever strategies you are going mm-hmm. to do um organize was the second thing now that can mean voting but that can mean a lot of things it can be economic it, it, can, be, it, a bunch it can mean just start talking to each other first right let's right. have this conversation with each other right. i mean we try and make stuff fancy But listen, let's just listen. We got book clubs popping up all over the place. We have people engaged in these conversations. So we need to start having conversations that end with us being of one mind to do something Mm -hmm. like action conversations, conversations that lead to action. And then that is our organizing strength. Um, Ray, you just added one. Build and support alternative black schools, whether those are private or charters or magnets or Montessori or whatever, as long as they're black and we own the means of production on them. um, That is, to me, a way to go back to getting our black educational capital that we lost. Uh, And then I think I heard something in there, too, around build greater cooperation. Ray, that was from you, too. Build cooperation where right now it feels like we're in competition. Stop competing with black people. Stop competing with black people. Can't say it enough. Stop competing with black people. Our salvation is in our ability to cooperate with each other and have private conspiracies that make us all stronger. We can't have public conspiracies because America tends to kill black public conspiratorial people. (laughs) But we can have positive black private conspiracies that leave us all doing well because we will as Wellstone said, we will all do better when we all do better. Ray, what were you gonna say, bro? I see you jumping
0: hey, in. Hey, Chris, way. go go to uh Taylor Lewis's comment.
1: Yo, she just said a word. Taylor Lewis says, um, we also need to galvanize our experts in media and marketing to get mass messaging out. Now, see, I love this point. This point mm-hmm. is, uh, is a is a listen. Taylor Lewis, listen, I could just I could just wear your T-shirt right now. (laughs) Here's the bottom line. Not just our media and marketing experts, but all our experts galvanize Mm -hmm. our people who know something and have access to something and can do something. Again, we are so disconnected. There is no power in being disconnected. All power is in connected black people, our journalists, our media people, our scholars, our people who have scholarship, who know a thing or two, our school leaders, the Rays of the world, the Sharifs of the world who are building pipelines of black teachers, the Naomi's of the world who are uh, representing uh, black educational uh, uh, leaders leaders who are, are running and starting schools we need to be looking at schools like piney woods and others like our schools that have like long histories of being independent and still you know somehow able to make it supporting school board members black folks who want to run for school board and do the right thing and if you don't want to run help somebody who can and write them a check now listen this is action this is action a black choice movement where we have private conversations first that get us knowing how many different uh, Sharif knows everybody and who he doesn't know. Charles, what the hell do I you know, know. <laughs> we
2: know? people, y'all.
1: If I were to ask all y'all if you can get me five PhDs who can do X, I bet you within like ten minutes we would have them on the phone. But they like Sharif because you know. So well, this is true. They like you too, bro. Like you got your own stable of them, and Ray is running excellent <laughs> schools. Anyways. I didn't mean to suck up all that that energy, but I wanted to yeah, recap some to of what came up.
2: Add, I add, that? please but, but add. Because I, I think one of the things I yes. was missing before is that it was too narrow. I think one of the things that has to be, if we if if we're going to do this, we got to protect our cities. That's from cops and from crime. Like we have to protect our cities. Like them, them fathers, them brothers. Ray brought them up a few episodes ago, or whatever. But like those cats are powerful. The Muslims in my community, even with my Baptist butt, like when them cats was outside telling us to get to class, we got to class. Like I felt safe. You can say whatever you want about that neighborhood. And I think the other thing is we got to assign roles. Every every organization that we talk to, that we talk about, that we show love to, whether it's the Panthers or Snake, there were roles. Everybody had a role. What is your role? And I know we keep moving away from like the roles into the nebulous. And maybe some of those old roles was toxic, but redefine them then. But we need people. People need an assignment. And I, I think those two are just really important.
3: Need the assignment, need to so. understand the assignment, need to be accountable for implementing the assignment. Mm-hmm. All the above. You know, there's two, there's two things that make that come to my mind. And it's I think it touches on everything that you all uh you know, said, you know, whether it's organizing, whether it's knowing roles, uh, two meetings come to mind, one factual and one fictional. Mm. So the factual was, you know, we were in um, Indianapolis and it it made us uh, we talked a little bit about in the 70s. I think there was this huge political like galvanization in Gary, Indiana, where folks were coming together. And from there, it was supposed to be some action that was supposed to help folks carry through. You know, I think Gary collapsed a little while after that, Um, you know, as many cities did that were, you know, um, once they started pulling their capital and their factories out. Right. Again, their factories. So when they Mm -hmm. want to shut your jaw down, they'll do it economically, you know, stroke of a pen. Bang on the keyboard, right? And so the Gary join, but then they it was bomb you. Maybe they'll bomb you. You know, yeah, maybe, maybe. But Osage Avenue in Philly, they yeah, we they they very uh, much made Tulsa. They very much made. Um, and then there was a fictional join, uh, Stuart, that you wrote about, mm. and folks were so hungry for it that they actually they they were calling you up, hitting you up before they even finished reading it because they were like, right. Yo, where's this meeting? When is this meeting? I need to be there. I should have been there, right? And so I, I think there is a hunger for this type of, you know, um, organizing, um, but with specific strategy, right? You know, and not just a meeting, because, you know, Lord knows folks love to meet and come out of that meeting with with nothing but a couple pounds gained from the, from the uh, whatever food was being served, right? Like leave mm-hmm. the meeting with actual homework and assignment. And I think with that, you know, my roles, we have to enter that with a level of humility right? As well as resolve, right? Like Mm -hmm. humility and resolve to do something and humility to say like, Hey, you know what? I don't know everything. Mm -hmm. I am going to listen. Um, and we're going to, you know what, no matter what, we're going to find something that we agree upon. We're going to find these three things. And this is what we're going to commit to. This is what our Mm -hmm. family, our clan, our resources, like these are the things that we are going to commit to. Right. And so, you know, we talk about it in our meetings and many people in their leadership teams, it's like, disagree and commit anyway. There
0: you go. Disagree well, disagree and commit
3: um,
1: anyway. Sharif let a little bit of the cat out of the bag. There is going to be the black meeting. You damn right it is. There is going Let's to be up. the <laughs> There is going to be the black meeting and, and I, I just oh, want you to know, I just want you to know a lot of people I, I, in our I, comments I, right you. now are going to be there. A lot I, of people I in our comments
2: much, don't like each other. How are we going to do that? A <laughs> lot of people in the comments right now are going
1: to be there. Uh and and um and some of the rest of y'all watching this, <laughs> some of y'all grinning, tap dancing, smiling suit wearing jokers who are sitting up there kissing, playing kissy face with the clan, as I like to say, Jesus. you're not going to get the invitation. You know why? <laughs> because you are neither hot or cold and thus God spits you out. Jesus, you need to either be hot or cold. You need to be hot for your people or ice cold in the face of the devil. And if you are neither. God spits you out, so you your invitation is lost in the mail, It's lost in translation. You have crossed over, and now you can't come black. Now, listen. I want to everybody
0: hey, let the yes. show run over. Let the show run over. Okay. Let, let the show me, Dad, let it go. Let it go. Okay, what you gotta say, bro? What you gotta no, say? No, 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 no. I don't have anything to say per se, <laughs> but I'm just saying if it goes, <laughs> if it goes over, it's fine. Don't rush into wrapping it up. This is good stuff here. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Uh, I'm giving I ain't you, got you, nothing I'm giving to say. You just let it keep going.
3: Just
1: record. I'm keep you your go. props on a well produced show, bro. To, I appreciate you for that, but this yes, is for dude. the people. This is for the people. We are at a critical moment in time. And I have heard, heard Charles say over the last few years, multiple times over. Um, we are on our own. Mm-hmm. Nobody's coming to save us. We need to be agentic and have agency. Uh, he has said a million times, Ray, you need to be stepping out there as somebody who is running successful schools that are successfully educating kids and whatnot, but that is a power and we are not tapping on and look at the work that Sharif does. And I do media work. We are, we have too much power at our access to be laying down like chumps. And watching some of these punk rock Republicans come out here and run these dishonest campaigns, Whoa. right? That are I mean, bro, you're gonna just dis- you gonna disagree that like this no, manufactured so- this managed manufactured moral panic that is doing damage to us
0: right now. Seriously Chris, doing damage Chris, to us. Right here's now. what I'm here's what I'm gonna say about that, right? Go is for that, it. it's not like we didn't see the playbook. If we had Democrats being more proactive than being reactive, then we would be having a totally different conversation right now. Yeah. Like we saw this. I pointed this out. I said back when Manhattan Institute, AEI and like all those folks started at the beginning, I I said, I know where this is going. This is going to be huge. Somebody needs to jump in front of this. Nobody did. No. And this is the point, though.
1: This is the point. This is where eight black hands, I think, is important to the world in that we are going to move past calling things like I called it or I called the race or I saw it. And we're going to get to the part where we're going to like know where the point of action, the jumping off point is, because all of our friends and allies are, are great at at uh, loving the problem. Yeah. Like, like our friends, we have some friends and some allies that, like Sharif said, love to meet uh, that with meetings that go nowhere. Uh, Howard Fuller has been saying this for years. Y'all hotel revolutionaries.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Y'all will talk all this stuff and and can't bust a grape. You know, this is what he said. Right. Uh, He has also told us that interest convergence is the way to go until it's not. Yeah. Mm. Dr. Fuller has also told us that he was he was more for things like. Uh, school choice for low income and marginalized people than for people that were already privileged and already had it he's been saying all this stuff for years right so so it's not like we haven't been told we have sages amongst us who has kind of told us but what are all our friends going to do right now they're gonna they're gonna like sit around and admire their problem yeah so somebody's got to lead and go forward can i add a new one uh, Add but, another one, bro. We got the list running.
2: Add uh, another one. I think one. We need a new black tax. And what I mean by that is you have to hold everybody accountable for what they do for black people, black or otherwise. So the same way if you in jail or you in a gang, people check your jacket. Hey, what have you done? Like when people show up in this movement, because there's a lot of people, with a lot of ideas and get to be Twitter finger warriors and all that stuff. But then it get down to the gritty. What have you done for black people? It ain't nothing there. And I think that that goes for the boys club. That goes for our pastors and imams. That goes for the OGs on the corner. That goes for a lot of different people. So we need to redefine what the black tax is because we know what it is right now. It's extra stress for black people. It's extra pressure. You got to be two times as better and all that. Let's reword that. Take that away. Like we took that other word. Let's take this term. And then we got to start asking people before you even start talking to us. What have you done for black people? And when, and when did you do that? And, and I think that that will, and that's not to condemn, but it's to check that jacket, you know what I mean? So
1: this go along with having roles. I'm adding it to the list and it's going to be talked about at the meeting the people, not here. everybody's coming to. And the, so. the four <laughs> people here,
2: when they when you start doing that scroll, it drops down to the floor for all four of the people here. You ain't got to mm-hmm. like everybody here, but check, check these facts. Mm-hmm. Check, the, check mm-hmm. the car facts, fam. Check it on Ray, check it on Sharif, check it on Chris and check it on mm-hmm. Charles. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I think that once we start doing that... And we start and we start to capture those things through those media places. I think this conversation changes because then you you start going to different people to ask them questions. Why do you always go to people that ain't got nothing to do with these the, the neighborhoods that they're talking about? I wouldn't walk <laughs> in the neighborhoods. I hate yeah. it. Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. You should be talking to Mama Carpenter about what's going on in her neighborhood versus somebody who's scared to walk in that neighborhood. I don't care if they're black or not. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, some suckers, man. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I love it. I mean, bring the real heat. Specific people, when I said that, that was bad. That was
0: (laughs) bad. So, I I guess in in the vein of talking about specific people. So, this week, uh, I had the pleasure of going to uh, the trailblazing ceremony, Uh, Tinley Academy uh, in Indianapolis. They had a trailblazing ceremony. It's a fundraiser that they do every year in order to uh, raise money for their scholars in their schools. Went to support the homie, uh, David McGuire who has a show on our network, uh, The Principal Show. And so, um, in doing so, bro, I saw the same things that we complained about when we were in Indianapolis, right? And then that brought it to me in terms of just like this whole competition piece. I I may have saw only one principal or one person from another school come out and support that event. And so, I was actively looking for folks that were there from other schools because when you do an event like that, that's a community gathering event, right? There's so many things that you can learn from that. You come, you learn who the major players are, you throw your own event, right? And then it becomes like a, a charter school susu. I'm coming to your event to donate, you come to my event to donate, and it's just way of just giving back to the community so that we all can have effective schools. But when we have this competition amongst one another, we don't go out and support anybody else's stuff and whatnot, right? And then you gotta have people coming from out of state to come and support because people that are within your town don't even support. And so I just wanna shout out Tenley Academy for doing what they do. And I wanna challenge school leaders in other states to go to other people's schools. I'm pretty sure you can find a school that's performing better than what you're performing. Go to that school, learn what they're doing, right? So that you could be better for your kids. Mm hmm mm hmm. Yeah. I love it. That's real power. That's real
1: building power. Congrats, when you, build, you know when you uh, build real institutions, mm-hmm. right? We gotta stop treating school leaders as if they're like it's a job. No, they're building the institutions that will free us one day. Yeah, Well, I mean, was you that know? a school night though? I mean,
0: that's one thing I wanted to ask. <laughs> to that. Like, yeah, but you talking about like <laughs> showed up. Like, it, it was that? a fr- it was a Friday night, bro. So that might have been a school night for you because I don't know what you do on Saturdays. Oh, that's right, you do crew, crew and soccer. Yes. And
3: I'm, I'm talking about as a principal Friday night. I was probably sleep. Yeah, you know I mean, but no, I mean, shout out to McGuire. Yeah, that's um, dope. good stuff. That's dope. That's dope, and good for you going out there on, on secret and everything. You know, we ain't know till we saw the pictures. Good stuff.
2: I feel like he said it. I feel like he mentioned it. Dr. To Smith you. was there. I think Dr. Smith was there. Nah, because it was Dr. Smith. It was a few of them. Yeah, they showed up for each other. Anyway, I'm all glad. Right. Congrats, McGuire. I think that's dope, bro. Yeah, let, man. Let me know
1: how supportive. Congrats on all y'all. Thank you, Ray, for supporting other people. Thank us all for supporting people. I think we should go into final thoughts. This show has been, that's first cool. of all, this has been an amazing eight black hands show because we are all back uh, and, and in the saddle and we are focused on very specific things. Sometimes we talk about stuff that's like, you know, pop culture. Sometimes we talk about stuff that's like inside baseball on the reform movement. I think this is one of those things that is like movement building uh, towards our freedom. Like if we want real justice, we want real freedom in this. world. we have to stop talking about them like their words on Twitter. They actually require plans. They require planning and plans and relationships and connections and 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 ancestral uh, consultations. <laughs> we need consults with our ancestors. Whatever. It's work. Let's stop talking about like it's Twitter. It's work. And uh, and we're here. That's what eight black hands are for. You know our hands, God's work. Let's do this and let's make something good out of it. Now I'm gonna go around. We're gonna all everyone of y'all work. give your final thoughts your final words wrap it into something uh coherent and powerful for the
0: people let's do it let's start with ray because he had his fingers up let's start with Ray. so so first and and foremost folks i i i missed 15 minutes of the show and this was a damn good show and i apologize for missing these first 15 minutes i was having some tech issues uh secondly uh twitter spaces tomorrow 1 p.m right uh i feel like eastern 1, 1 p.m. Eastern time. Right. I feel like if folks are not going to invite you to the table, then you got to build your own damn table. And so tomorrow at 1 p.m., we're going to continue this conversation about building our own table, building black and doing what we need to do in order to make sure that black kids get what they need every day. Not just when white folks feel like giving it to us.
1: And that's what's up. And
0: tell people how, we can, how they can join that on Twitter. uh I'm still trying to figure it out. I'll, I'll send some directions out to you. <laughs> <laughs> just,
2: just, just, just follow the A Black Hands One on Twitter, Add A Black Hands One, and on then, it, it'll, and get it'll be there. And, and I'll try right. to get in there. I, I got some meetings, but I'll try to jump in there too. So it's dope. Me too.
1: I got meetings, but I'm going to be in the meetings fighting that's for my people dope. on Twitter at the same time. We're going to do it. So multitasking tomorrow. <laughs> All right, El Meki. What do you got to say, bro? Final thoughts. Yeah.
3: I mean, I want to, uh, first of all, you know, thanks again for, you know, having this conversation again, you know, I think it's really important, um, to continue having these conversations really pushing us and, and our, our friends, uh, you know, towards, uh, doing something, you know, there's, uh, there's always two types of people. My, um, uncle used to say, you know, some who say somebody ought to do something about that. And then there's another group who says we're collectively, we're actually going to do something about that. Um, I want to double down on something Taylor said, Um, this whole idea of, uh, you know, the media, uh, not only do we need independent black schools, but I think we, we cannot, we know this, but just reemphasizing that we cannot rely on other people to tell our story, tell our narrative. Um, The whole point of self-determination is that we tell our own stories. And so we should not expect them to come and quote uh, Sarah Carpenter. We should not um, expect the folks in, um, in other places to, seek out actual stories of people who are, you know, going through these situations, people who have ideas, people who have done the work and people whose children actually attend these schools. So making sure that wherever you are, um, wherever you are, by the end of the week, by the time we come back together um, next week, let us know uh, which independent black media you're supporting the people who can tell our story, the people you can hold accountable, the people you can actually have a conversation with. Um, if you're in Philly, uh, you should be you know, supporting the Philadelphia Sun, the Tribune, WURD Radio, uh, and everywhere. If it's not in your city, it's in your region, it's somewhere, uh, support them. And then let us work with them so that they can tell the stories that need to be told.
1: Hmm. Love it and dr cole
2: dr yeah. charles dr third hey well thank you man mine two two quick things one first off choice includes whatever you want okay let's just be very clear like if your choice that you want to be in your traditional high school that your grandparents went to i think that's beautiful choice just means you get to choose uh because i think sometimes that gets pigeonholed That we fighting for you to have the right to go wherever the hell you want to go to um and then i'm gonna leave my little piece uh if if, if i can i'm gonna you know, with Way Nobles and uh, Zetha Nobles at Aleke. And they said, and this is what kind of shaped how I feel and why I always say we're on our own and why it's so important that we got our own. Um, he said, a people's indigenous culture anchors them to reality and must be the starting point for all learning. Education as a human activity is cultural. The role and purpose of education is to allow each generation in society to rationally guide and systematically guarantee that it reproduces and refines the best of itself. And by so and by so doing, pass on to the next generation its accumulated wisdom and the knowledge and skills necessary to develop, maintain, and participate in the society of the future. Wade Nobles, so I'm going to just end with that. But that's why them white folks is running up in the Capitol on January 6th. That's why these folks is changing and flipping over school boards and all that stuff. They own code for their people and for the power structure that they got. What will it look like for us to really take that internally, that it should be us leading because it's cultural. And if we're trying to raise folks that love black people and love themselves, we gotta, we gotta lead our own institutions. So that's my final thought.
1: Hmm.
2: Dopeness, bro. All right, y'all.
1: Listen, I appreciate this show. There will be a black meeting there will be a black choice movement and it's not just about choice, it's actually just about human rights and black freedom so it's not even a new movement it's not something that just started yesterday it's like the Billy Joel song we didn't start the fire but it's always been burning right? Y'all don't know that some of y'all Google it, millennials Yeah, Google Google it (laughs) y'all don't know (laughs) don't even do it, don't even try (laughs) don't try (laughs) (laughs) anyways uh, shout out to the 80s babies yeah 80s babies Uh, millennials like I said google it before your time uh before uh purple drank and mumble rap so listen um this is this is uh this is what came out of the the scissor uh this is what came out of today's show uh you know if there were such a thing as a black choice movement you would have to start with knowing yourself and staying on code. Re- revising or revisiting your history and understanding it so that you have something to start with. Organize, and organizing means more than voting. Uh, build and support alternative Black schools, whether those are private or charters, does not matter. Independent Black schools, charter schools, district schools, whatever. With schools in a church, schools in a basement, schools mm-hmm. in a boys and girls club, uh, schools on your front porch like El Meki learned to read in. Uh, school is not foreign to us. We can do in many different ways, build cooperation, stop competing with black people. Root for everybody, black except for the mascots that are working for the other side, right? Uh, so build greater cooperation uh, and not with mascots or man knots, uh, just with the, the real people. Uh, know the roles and know your role. Everybody should have roles. A movement should not be a movement without roles. What's your role? What are you doing, bro? What's your job description? Do you have one? Do you need one? You seem confused. You seem confused. You seem a little off code. We're gonna help you with that. We're gonna help you with that. Charles Cole is gonna write something about know your role and. And and we're gonna we're gonna publish that. Notice how see how we do assignments. You know, you I see, see, yeah, yeah. right. Uh, we need to do something around the new black tax too. This is another thing that Charles brought up tonight. Um, when you show up in this movement, you can't just show up and, and have like good credit. Not everybody just starts gets born on day one with an eight hundred cr- credit score. You you get an eight hundred credit score by doing something for it. Eight, 800, 850. I think eight fifty is perfect. So
2: there you go. Oh yeah, Rule for you. But if you ain't got no if you ain't got no credits, we just gotta there's a place for you we just got to start you appropriately you got to go through the sell crash course in black 101 that's all that's all that's it you know what i'm saying that's
1: right you ain't got no credits to transfer you going to capella that's just (laughs) what it is that's just what this is you (laughs) You
0: got to come with some credits anyway you have been listening to the eight black hands podcast with Ankrum cole Elmecki and Stewart. If you like what you heard, follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at eight black one. Thank you for listening.